Prescott to the end zone. Pass is broken up. Eagles take over. Welcome to the American Football Show. And happy holidays to everyone around the world that listens. All seven of you. Craig, uh, I understand you have a question for us. I do. So, at the moment, where do you think is the best city at the moment to be a sports fan and the worst city to be a sports fan? Is this purely based on success or fandom in general? Just no, I, I, I success at the moment, like this year in 2019. Is that just American football or all American sports? All American sports. So, like, Ooh. which city? You know, because you know, obviously, you have hockey, you have baseball, you have mm-hmm. basketball, you have football. Where do you think is the best, and where do you think is the worst? It's a place to be a sports fan at the moment. I'm just trying to think. Like, does having the Redskins bring Washington down? Because yes. They yes. got the Stanley Cup and the um, uh, World Series. Yeah, but, yeah. but the Redskins but, are just so terrible. <laughs> I've got my opinion. I'm just wondering what, what yours are. I know the worst. The worst has got to be Oakland. And because they're losing the Raiders, they've just lost the Warriors as well. And all they've got is the Athletics who are looking for a new stadium as well. And they're That's not Vegas. Really good. I'm doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, I thought the worst was Detroit. Yeah, they the Red Wings are nine and twenty-six. The Tigers are not doing well. They're like around forty or fifty to like one ten. The Pistons are in the negative. They're like ten to twenty or something at the moment, and then the Lions are three and eleven. So it's not not particularly great for them. Like, I wonder how the Chicago Bulls are doing because another white very good, I think. Oh, they got two basketball team, baseball teams. Yeah. They got the Cubs as well. Just the, under the White Sox aren't doing too sharp. If, I'd I'd put a push in towards Philly. We've got three up. Like mm-hmm. obviously, Eagles are doing pretty disastrously, but are meant to be good. The Bulls got, are tenth at the moment. They're what? The tenth in their table. Okay, so they're yeah, they're doing all right. But yeah, seventy sixers are doing quality in basketball. And the Eagles are potentially making the playoffs, and the Phillies are. Kind of terrible. We just got a big signing, so. I think away from City going bigger. I think like Wisconsin's doing all right. You're about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to. Fit. I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere near the the northeast of the country. But obviously, you got Green Bay. Uh, you got the Bucks who are doing well. Two teams that are sort of near the top of their. Boston's their doing well. See, I, I was going. I thought Boston, the Bruins, are top of the table. I think in the hockey, um, the. Um, Patriots are the, so the, the Celtics season. are up there at the moment. Celtics are decent, mm. yeah. I think the um, I don't think the Re- the Red Sox are so hot right now. So it's still the most successful city in history, though, isn't it? By quite a way, yeah, Boston. I think. Up. Yeah, but it's like Boston and Pittsburgh. I think I can't remember if it's those are the top two, but yeah. But just imagine supporting the Patriots. It's a good life, mate. You should you should try it. Aren't you an Arsenal fan? No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you're a West Spurs fan, the way. Whoa, oh. whoa, 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 whoa. I know nothing about you're, football. I'm getting offended left, right and centre here. West Ham, and we are, we're shocking. So I've got my my good side of the Patriots What's to, the best to bring English me up. city? Or UK, sorry. Manchester, probably. We don't really, have, yeah, don't really have sports, do we? <laughs> no, it's only really one. Football and rugby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, good stuff. Interesting discussion. And we have a second question. Who's put this one in? Uh, that was for me as well, actually. Um, so, throughout Christmas, there's a lot of different lovable characters that people have got from movies and things like that to do with the holidays. Um, what, where would some of these Christmas characters play if you had to put them on an NFL team? What position would they play? Like, where would Father Christmas play? Where would the Grinch play? Where would, like, Macaulay Culkin from Home Alone play? Like... <laughs> a uh, child. Santa Claus <laughs> would be in the... Uh... Would be D tackle because it gets a lot of sacks, doesn't he? Oh, oh God! <laughs> that's, um, no, that's good. That's good. I think the Grinch should be an edge rusher because he's tall. He's, fast. he's the safety. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I the Grinch. You know what? Though he's got the, he's got the mouth of a DB. Mm. Like he can trash talk. Oh yeah, and he, you you ain't getting any presents. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> George um, Bailey was a running back in college, so he'd play running back. Well the Christmas. How many people hands up? Who knows who George Bailey is? My hands are nope. down. It's my a wonderful down. life. No, I've heard of it. Oh, you're all you're all <laughs> Philistines. What about John McLean? Where would you put John McLean? Ooh. Kicker. About Hand, Hans, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Running Why back. Is he a Christmas film. He's in Home Alone. Oh, it's a, a bit of a stretch. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. No, it's Joe Pesci and Monster. Yeah. Okay, well, I've just embarrassed myself because I've never actually watched the film all the way through. <laughs> my, my mate oh. told me that the other day, so I thought oh. I was being smart. I was thinking, hang yeah. on, is this like a Home Alone 7 or something that I've not Home seen? Danny small... DeVito's in Batman Returns, which technically is a Christmas film. Well, don't be the technically person. Sorry. <laughs> well, he is. He's in Batman Returns, which is set at Christmas. Uh, accounts. Rudolph could be the goalposts with his antlers. You just got. What if you miss and just kick him in the face? Not very Christmassy. <laughs> well, he's not actually real. He's a fictional character, so it doesn't really matter, oh. does it? How dare you? Well, well, this question has just been ruined then, just by that one comment. What <laughs> <laughs> if the reindeers were like a team? I think I know where I'll put Blitzen. Hey! <laughs> With the Adam jokes. I like that one. Hatchet of good puns. Top puns, cracker jokes. Anyway, straight into the week in review. We had a triple header on Saturday. Uh, three good games in all honesty. Let's start off with them. Uh, it looks like I had the first one there with the Texans uh, going over to Tampa Bay to face the Bucks, coming out the win, 23 uh, to 20. Famous Jameis throwing his, th- I think it was his third game where he's thrown four plus ints, which is quite impressive. Um, I mean, if he imagine if he just didn't throw interceptions, think how many records he break. Um, but yeah, he was down top two targets though. Uh, with Mike and Chris being out, which that would, that would hurt most decent quarterbacks if you took their uh, top two receivers away. Texans got an ugly win. Uh, they only 
really only won because Jamis gave him the game. Uh, the last two, two minute drill, the Bucks had the field to win, and uh, famous Jameis threw his, his interception. Really, the defense pulled it out, but they have clinched the AFC South. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, five sacks and an interception by Deshaun Watson, who didn't throw a touchdown, isn't a good omen for them going into playoffs. Uh, but fortunately, the defense uh, bailed them out of that one. But yeah, uh, a pretty good game to watch, actually. A nice early one. Joe, I believe you had the next one. Yeah, so I had the big uh, AFC East title decider. And it was a pretty good game, actually. Really sort of tight nick and like a lot of pressure built around it. Anyway, so Patriots have secured their 11th straight AFC East title with a win here, uh, 24-17. to 17. Tom Brady came back. Uh, he came back really well. He had a pretty poor game against the Bengals, but would had a pretty good game here. His receivers were excellent. I mean, he only missed six targets that he threw. And if the Pats are going to really go anywhere now that they've secured uh, that playoff berth and hopefully on the way to getting that first round bye, we're going to need our receivers to be top notch uh, if we're going to go far. On the side of the Bills, um, Josh Allen, he had some nice throws, including right at the end of the second quarter. I mean, as the Pats, we, we played really, really well that first quarter, and Josh Allen, just in the last sort of minute or so, managed to get get a touchdown throw, a nice big long throw, uh, going in all, well squared at the half-time point. Then after that, very, very close. Uh, Pats end up taking the lead, and the Bills just didn't have enough at the end. Really, really good game. Uh, go and watch it on your Game Pass if you want, because who doesn't love watching the Patriots clinch the AFC East title? Oh, Anyways, <laughs> oh. my MVP for that one, I'm going to give to to Tom Brady, only because it's nice to see him bounce back and he's not as finished as everyone thought he was. We're going to be seeing him getting bounced around in the playoffs. <laughs> Can't wait for you to go out. <laughs> Uh, you had the, the third and final Saturday night game there, didn't you, Tim? I did. Rams 49ers. I hope everyone had a really good Christmas and I'm just filling time because I have got nothing to say about this because I spent so much time of the week celebrating Christmas. Uh, 49ers 34, Rams 31. 49ers eliminated the Rams from a playoff with that win. Uh, Jimmy G converted on two third and 16s to set up Robbie Gould's 33-yard field goal. Uh, he finished not a great day, 16 of 27, 248 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Uh, Jared Goff, who there have been a lot of questions asked about, he had a pretty decent game. He had 323 yards and two touchdowns. Not a bad game at all from the highlights I watched. Craig, what was your first game? Yeah, so my first game, well, to be honest, my whole host of games this week weren't particularly great, but I'll start with Steelers-Jets. Right, so Jets take the win. And have a, uh, he took the win at home, uh, 16 to 10 against the Steelers. Doug Hodges was benched after two interceptions early on. Uh, Rudolph came on, uh, was doing okay, wasn't particularly great. 14 for 20, 129 yards, one touchdown. But he left the game injured, and Hodges had to come back on. Um, to be fair, when he came back on, he looked a lot better than he was the first time he was on. The first time he was on, he looked really, he looked really scared. To be honest, he looked like really shaken up. 
Um, the Steelers' offense, though, they just continue to look in trouble, and they just they go from bad to worse every week, which is not not great considering this time of the season. You know, this past three weeks they've not looked good at all. You know, they have got an undrafted rookie at QB. You know, but his luck seems to seems to have been running out, and I think the decision to not find a suitable backup and replacement for Ben seems to be coming really and, and biting the Steelers in the backside right now. Um, the Jets looked okay, but you know it's it wasn't a particularly great performance. But you know you got to give the credit where it's due, considering this team started off. Um, I think it was a one and seven start, and they're now seven and nine. You know you've, you've got to give them a bit of credit there. That's not not a bad run. Um, TJ Watt had a big force fumble in this game. He continues to look impressive and continues to have a great season. But the the standout man in this game was Lev Bell. Um, 29 touches, 91 yards. He was uh, the big driving force for that Jets offense. Okay. Uh, then I had the Jaguars at the Falcons. The Jags scored 12 and the Falcons got 21 here. Pretty bad showing for Gardner Minshew, who's at this point playing to keep the starting position over Nick Foles. How it goes into next season will be interesting because obviously Nick's got the experience and the credibilities, but Minshew did have a, a really nice streak middle of the season. Leonard Fournette got over, another game over 100 yards, and I think low-key, there's a lot of drama going into this season where he got this whole changed personality. Is he going to be volatile like last year? And I think he's been under the radar, just kind of grinding away, and he's gotten back to where um, like at least a couple more steps to what his uh, great rookie season was. Julio Jones has become the quickest player to reach 12,000 yards. Um, took him the least amount of games beating Jerry Rice. Uh, so good for him. Another pretty average game, going 166 yards. What a monster he is. Um, but yeah, it was, there wasn't much point to this game. Two teams just playing for pride. Uh, coaching jobs, really, as uh, Doug Marone is kind of on the hot seat, as is, um, what's his name, Dan... Who's the Falcons head coach, Dan Quinn, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Coughlin lost his job this week, the VP of uh, the Jags. So there's one of the next victims of the 2019 season. I wonder who will be the next to go. Uh, but my MVP for that game is Julio Jones for having a, another usual game for himself. Um, what was your next game, Joe? So my next game was the Panthers going to Indianapolis and playing the Colts. So the Colts absolutely smashed them. Uh, it was 38-6. to six. Ever since Ron Rivera's gone, the Panthers just seem to be falling apart. Uh, Greer uh, played his first game at QB. I believe it was his, was it his first game. Yep. QB it was, wasn't it? Yeah, he was uh, He was pretty poor. Uh, threw under sort of like two, around 200 yards and threw three interceptions. I mean, he was quite lucky that he has Christian McCaffrey there with him. Uh, McCaffrey, obviously, everyone knows is a running back, but managed to get 119 receiving yards, just sort of showing how versatile he really is. 119 receiving yards, which is the exact same yards that Jacoby Brissett threw for the Colts, showing that, you know, he really relies on his running back in this game. Sorry, his running backs, actually, as Marlon Mack and Jordan Wilkins combined for 179 rush yards. And there were three rush TDs, one for each running back and also Jacoby Brissett. Apart from that, it wasn't a massively interesting game. Uh, my MVP for that one is going to be Pierre Desir, 
as he picked off two of those interceptions from Greer. Good stuff. Yeah, I agree. The Panthers really lost their way so far. Uh, Tim, next game. Next game for me is Detroit against Denver. Detroit 17, Denver 27. Uh, This game basically, again, had nothing at stake for it really, apart from draft position. Uh, Denver improved to 6-9. Detroit went down to 3-11-1, which actually gives them a pretty good draft position. Um, Drew Locke, again, looked pretty good to me. He finished 25-33, 192 yards. He's 3-1 since he came in as a starter. So it looks like John Elway might have finally found himself a quarterback. Um, And on the back of that, probably Vic Fangio's saved his job. Um, Like I say, meaningless game. It was okay to watch. Uh, Detroit didn't really do much until, you know, they scored. And then fourth quarter, Denver scored 14, two touchdowns and won the game. Again, he's a little... uh, been undershadowed this season. Philip Lindsay had a good game. I always like watching him. Looks pretty good. But yeah, again, not much of a game to watch, to be honest with you. Part of the problem for the Lions all season has been the quarterback. Without Stafford, they've struggled with the backup quarterbacks. Oh, 100% agree that. In a, in a sense that the Ravens are designed around Lamar, the Lions are designed around Stafford having an absolute cannon. Yeah. Okay, Craig, what was your next one? Yeah, so my next game was Saints travelling to, to Nashville and they took the win on the road against a very feisty Titans team. They won this one 38-28. to um, Big story of this game was Michael Thomas taking the single-season reception record in this game. Um, it takes it to 144 receptions for the season, breaking... Um, breaking the previous record of 143. It was set all the way back in the early 2000s. Um, Saints go to 12-3, and three, and they're still in the hunt for the number one seed in the NFC. Um, they look scary, to be honest. They look like one of the scariest teams in this playoff, I'm not going to lie. like They're definitely looking like a Super Bowl team. Um, they're good on all sides of the ball. You know, Five touchdowns on the night, three from Breeze and two from Kamara, who looks a lot more like himself. Um, he had a decent game, 110 yards. Um Five sacks as well from the Saints' day. They're just looking complete on both sides of the ball. Um, they were down 14-3 to early in the game. Um, they only had three points on the first four possessions, but Breeze came out and transformed the game, and they scored five touchdowns in the next six possessions, You know, which is you know, it's a big, big turnaround. Um, Tannehill, he also had a great game, to be honest, and he just continues to go from strength to strength, even though they lost this game. You know, it's they didn't go their way this week, but they, you know, it's it's a tough Saints day, and the 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 Titans have just got no secondary at the moment. They're a bit bit banged up, um, and going up against a team as, as strong as the Saints against the likes of Breeze and Thomas, it was always going to be a big ask for them. Yeah, I think with um, there's some highlights though that AJ Brown for the Titans, he's a name to watch now. He's really stood out as a wide receiver well yeah the, the Titans have still got playoff hopes they've, they've just got to beat the Texans if they beat the Texans they're in and I think even if the Steelers and the Colts both lose they still make it but if you know if the Titans do make the playoffs they are definitely going to be a team to watch I think they could definitely be one of the teams that could sneak in and upset a, a big a big team okay good stuff okay back to me I have the Cardinals at the Seahawks. 
The Cardinals scored 27 at Seahawks. You scored 13. So big upset here. Really shook up the playoff race in the NFC West. Kenyon Drake lit them up uh, for the for the Cardinals. Carla Murray went out and in came Brett Hundley. So it didn't affect him. He was just taking the ball. It's a bad loss for the Seahawks, especially at home when they're meant to be one of the more um, feared teams at home. And they, they need a lot to go right now to clinch the NFC one seed. It uh, doesn't help that all the RBs have been grinded up into meat with, I think, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson out for the season. Another injury, there's Dwayne Brown as well. And, by God, is that Marshawn Lynch's music? The uh, the Seahawks legend has been signed back to the Seahawks, which we'll get into in a bit. Cardinals, I, I think I've said this a lot this year, they have so much to look forward to. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's created a really good team. I think he's probably not in the run of the coach of the year, but he's he's one of the maybe black horses there, dark horses there. Um because he's he's just done a he's st- slow start, but they were playing like the, the Ravens and the Cowboys early on when they were on fire. But yeah, I think they've done really well. Uh Kenyon Drake is the MVP for that one. Uh, as he he won a lot of people their fantasy leagues. Okay, <clears throat> Joe, what was your next one? Yeah, so uh my next game I'm gonna go to the Monday night game uh, which was Chiefs playing against the Bears the Chiefs blew the Bears away really uh, winning 26 to 3 and this game sort of epitomised the uh, the new identity that the Chiefs have seemed to have taken up I mean everyone knows that last year when they had Patrick Mahomes at the helm and he was just slinging the ball out to Tyreek Hill and they were just a massive offence team scoring points putting up massive massive score week in week out but ever since Patrick Mahomes had his injury sort of halfway through this season, they've they've had to adapt and change and they've just done it excellently. Their their secondary has become actually one of the best in the NFL. And last year, I can't remember, I think they were ranked 30th or 29th around that. And now I think in the last in the last four games, they're ranked three or four defense. They're, they've just been a great improvement and they're becoming a real complete unit. Uh, yeah, as I say, it's a secondary that's the really impressive part, but also adding Suggs to their pass rush has just been a massive, massive move, and they're just going to keep improving. On the case of the quarterbacks, I mean, this sort of proved the the reason why the Bears messed up in the draft a few years ago. I mean, Mitch Trubisky was kept super, super quiet Uh around 150 yards for him, no touchdowns, no nothing. Patrick Mahomes there um, getting 251 yards and two touchdowns. And I believe that Mahomes celebrated by counting from two to ten in that game uh, to show, obviously, the where the Bears chose Trubisky at two and where he was picked down at number 10 by the Chiefs just to add a bit of insult to injury there. MVP for that one uh, is going to go to the whole Chiefs defence. Can't, can't praise him anymore. Yeah, I love that little slide dig into the Bears. <laughs> Pretty cool. Tim, what was your next game? Cowboys at Eagles in a huge game. Uh, Eagles won 79. Um, it was actually a huge game for a terrible division. And Carson Wentz, he's had his doubters, but he was pretty good. He was 31-40, 319 yards and one touchdown. 
And when you look at, as Adam has often mentioned, the wide receiver core you throw into, you know, even they were looking pretty good in this game. Uh, it kind of summed up the division a bit. Eagles needed it and wanted it a bit more than the Cowboys, I think. So they only need one more win to go from five and seven to division champs. Uh, it was pretty good team effort. Zeke Elliott was held to 47 yards. And I think Amari Cooper showed in this game what Raiders fans have known for quite a long time. Sometimes in clutch situations, he's got a habit of dropping the ball. I saw one or two points there where he dropped the ball. Um, Jason Garrett didn't help his cause at all. He looks like he's going to be one of the first coaches to go. Um, There was a pretty crucial drive where he actually kept Amari Cooper off the field. So the Cowboys this season definitely haven't been helped with the coaching. So Eagles just need one more game to clinch the division with an 8-8 eight and eight record and go into the playoffs. Thank you for your kind words. You're welcome. Craig. Yeah, so my next game was Raiders at Chargers. Tim's Raiders, who I think I've got a bit more faith in than him at the moment. <laughs> um, I've been let down too many times. <laughs> the Raiders taking the win on the road, and I've put road in inverted commas because it's only literally a few minutes down the road at Dignity Health Sports Park, and with a crowd that was just a tsunami of black and silver, to be honest. 95%. Yeah, it, it was a lot more Raiders fans than it was Chargers fans. It was, it was cool to see. You know, it was just like it was in the Coliseum. Um, they took this one, 24-17, and what turned out to be, in my opinion, a pretty exciting game. I know, I know Tim was quite pumped for it in the chat, like... Um, all four results that the Raiders needed came in, including their own, and their dream stays alive in terms of you know going into the the final week of the season to make the playoffs. Um, the other, it was I think it was a one in two hundred chance going into that game, and now they've got a one in eight chance. So I'm, I was a believer then, I'm still a believer now. It's it's going to happen for them. Um, it was a you know I think. Washington had a big night. He had 25 touches, 106 yards and, and one touchdown. But for me, the difference making on, on that Raiders offense is Renfro. You know, he had seven receptions, seven receptions, 107 yards and a touchdown. But he just seems to, to pull it out in the, the big moments and the, the, the big sort of momentum changing plays, in my opinion, seem to, to come from him. He's a, he's a key part of that offense for you. Um, on the other hand, uh, the what can you say about the charges really um, they only had like I think it was 19 yards rushing overall uh, Melvin Gordon didn't particularly have a good night 15 touches 40 for 47 yards uh, he did get two touchdowns though um, it's just not much else to say about this game to be honest other than the Chargers look like they're, they're in a lot of trouble and in my opinion they're one of the, the worst teams in the league right now and one of the toughest to watch I think you're right about Renfro. He's fast becoming one of my favourite players. Um, he's been injured since he broke a rib against the Jets. And as soon as he comes back, he's one of Carl's favourite targets on third down. And he just doesn't look like a professional football player. He, he's just a little nerdy and a, a small guy. But he's got hands like glue. He catches virtually everything that's thrown his way. And he just knows how to get into space. Great player. A real... Blue collar grinds in the gym. Yeah, he's he's a he's a key part of that offense, and you know even like you know he he got seven receptions, which is a decent amount. But like he, 
you know, it might not be that he just he shows up in the big moments and he seems to just pull out these big like just drive change and plays when you really need them and he can really change the momentum of a game and you know to to steal a phrase from from Dave Damashek, you know, he's a he's the Jenga piece in that offense. Like he's he's a real and game changer. That was the first time he's ever caught over a hundred yards. I think I read. I'm just frantically looking at the game summary to make sure he got hundred yards. Probably never got 100 yards reception in college. This is the oh, first really? time he's got it. Yeah, yeah my, my MVP for that game. Like it was, it was, it was great to watch. Very exciting game. Okay, then on to our games of the week. I had the first one here with a uh, really fun matchup to watch. To be fair, the Giants at the Redskins. So the Giants scored 41 points at the Redskins. It's called 35, an overtime thriller. Uh, Giants love overtime now. It, it was ba- it was very awkward. It was these college gunslinger quarterbacks just playing into pretty less than average NFL defences. So it, it really showed off the, the potential for both of them. Haskins looked good uh, early on, but then he did go down with an ankle injury. And Case Keenum... Yeah, Case Keenum uh, came in and shake the dust off. Uh, Danny Dimes threw for five touchdowns, and he is closing in on Baker's uh, Baker Mayfield's rookie touchdown record. I think the number is he has to throw four against the Eagles uh, to break it. Uh, and Adrian Peterson has now become the fourth all-time touchdown rusher, so big up to the, the ageless one. Uh, on the other end of the field, Saquon Barkley had an absolutely monster game. Uh, ran for 189 yards with a touchdown and received 90 yards. Like he's when he's when he's playing well, uh, he's I think he's the best player in the league. Honestly, when he's a peak when at peak running backingness, um, because yeah, I'm, I'm terrified to play him next week. To be honest, uh, but yeah, the MVP there is going to go to Saquads. Your game of the week there, Joe. Yeah, so it's quite a similar one to yours, really, in the fact that it was two teams that have really, well, when you say lesser played, I mean, people saw this game around sort of week three and you looked at it and you thought, oh, week 16, here you go, Bengals, Dolphins, that's going to be the tank bowl. Who's going to want to lose? Who's going to come bottom? But obviously, in the last few weeks, the Dolphins have been pretty decent and actually ended up getting their fourth win of the year. Uh, after going into overtime and this game was just brilliant it was so exciting so both the quarterbacks had monster games in this I want to point that out straight away Uh, Andy Dalton threw 396 yards and four touchdowns and Fitzpatrick threw 419 yards and also got four touchdowns so for the majority of this game the Dolphins were in complete control in fact with about six minutes to go uh, they were 35 to 12 up but things quickly changed from them. I mean, around six minutes ago, the Bengals got a touchdown and got the uh, the pat attempt done. Then with 29 seconds to go, uh, they threw a touchdown, two-point conversion. So, of course, you know, 29 seconds, they got to go for the onside kick. They recover that. Dalton takes them down the pitch. They get another touchdown and then two-point conversion again. Uh, sends it into overtime. That was just bonkers. I mean, I can't remember... The last time that I've seen something like that, I've seen so like two touchdowns by the by the offense that happened so quickly. I know last last week there was the Cardinals, or a couple of weeks ago the Cardinals getting the Saints scoring two touchdowns in the space of about ten seconds. But 
with the when Falcons. the game that was it sorry the Falcons getting it but when it was you know that close and the Bengals I reckon their fans were sort of thinking oh, what are you doing here Dalton you, you're going to let us lose Joe Burrow but obviously he doesn't want them to get Joe Burrow but pretty torn there for those Bengals fans but it doesn't matter anyway because the Dolphins managed to win it in overtime with a field goal MVP for that one it's got to be Fitzpatrick he seems to be capping off a pretty brilliant season by his standards yeah man Fitzpatrick just joins teams does well for a season then then leaves and <laughs> goes wherever <laughs> else he wants to go uh, Tim my game of the week was the Ravens against the Browns the Ravens won 31-15 uh, Lamar Jackson I think has cemented his MVP now uh, he had a cracking game. He basically threw three touchdowns and rushed for 103 yards. Um, but they started poorly. First quarter, there was absolutely no score. And I had Lamar Jackson, my fancy team, in the final. So I was really worried watching this game. I watched a lot of this game. But, you know, they overcame the sluggish start. They played really well. Uh, one bad sign for them I don't know what the update is but Mark Ingram went down in the second quarter with what looked like a pretty bad injury but even without Mark Ingram they were cruising um, and I think next week they're going to restart the rest in most of their starters so we'll see what the backups are like there the Browns just did what the Browns have been doing all season um, with a, that amount of talent they should be a lot better players are coming off the field uh, arguing with the coach and I think Freddie Kitchens might be going back to the kitchen, quite frankly, because his days look numbered. He's not been very good all season. He's lost the locker room. Um, and it showed it was a revenge game for the Ravens, who lost to the Browns earlier in the season. He can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> Craig, you had our Monday night matchup. I did. I had the big NFC North showdown to take take the division, and uh, the Packers took this one. The um, the Green Bay Packers defense just beat up on the Vikings offense and took this one twenty three to ten on the road. Um, it takes them to twelve and three now, so they topped that division and they've taken that division. They're currently sitting at second seed. They can potentially take the first seed, as you know, some people don't particularly like the sound of at the moment because they've not looked all that impressive the, the Packers offence even though they're still still managing to just grind out wins every week um, if the 49ers lose to the Seahawks they can take that number one seed um, in a game where, where neither can be looked too impressive to be honest it was it was Aaron Jones who had a who had a great night for the, um, for the Packers he had 23 carries 154 yards and two touchdowns he looks a bit more bit more like himself. Adams also had a big night, 18 receptions for 116 yards. But it was Zadarius Smith. Um, he, he was my MVP for this game. He had six tackles and one assist. Five of them tackles were for a loss. He had five QB hits and three and a half sacks. You know, that's quite quite the performance for a defensive tackle. Um, it, you know, he came from came from the Ravens, so I knew a little bit about him going in. And you'd see this performance coming out and I kind of wish he hadn't gone now, to be honest. Um, but he, he just made that Vikings O line just look like a sieve, and he just he, 
beat up on Cousins all night. Um, Cousins just again, like he's just he's showing that he can't step up in a in a big prime time game. You know, every time he seems to end up on one of these big prime time games and he's on that big stage, he just he just seems to crumble and it's confusing because you've got a, a Vikings offense that really puts up big numbers and big stats, and then when it really counts and it really matters, they just they just can't seem to do it. Um, they are still currently sitting in that number six seed in the NFC but um, if their offence keeps playing the way it was playing in this game they only had seven first downs seven first downs in an entire game like in four quarters that's it's the second worst performance of the season can anyone tell me what the, the worst performance of the season was I wonder, no. is it is it Bucks Rams no, it was the Jets against the Pats on Monday Night Football. Yes. It was another Monday Night game, yeah. It was the only only team to get less first downs than, than the Vikings did in this one. And considering what they were playing for in this game, it's just not good enough. It's you know, it's it's it was just it, if you're a Vikings fan, I'd be very upset and I'd be very concerned at the moment. They were averaging less than ten yards, you know, ten yards per drive. He said Adams had a really good night, and I was like, "Ah, oh, cheers, mate." <laughs> <laughs> but Smith, mate, so there Smith just—he just completely played out of his skin and just uh, on his own, he beat up that offense. It's nice that the Packers are now a defensive team. How was Booger? You know what? He's toned it down a bit. He was a bit more bearable to watch. <laughs> but that's our. Games uh, review for this week. I th- it was a bloody important week for the playoffs, which we'll get into in just a moment. But notable injuries from this week. Let's, let's get the uh, the candles out and bless all the knees and ankles. Uh, Xavier Suafilo, the left guard for the Cowboys, is out. Dwayne Brown, uh, a tackle for the Seahawks, is out. Um, a lot of Seahawks ones, actually. Rashad Penny and Chris Carson also out, so the RB1 and 2. Josh Jacobs for your Raiders there. Um, Tim, mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins for the Redskins. Um, anything I missed out there? No, I was going to say I was going to say your mum, but you just deleted it. So yeah, I wrote, I wrote it down. <laughs> at the your mum, and I said, "Oh no, not that one." <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, off off the injuries there. Well, like I was saying, big playoff week still still to play for, which is always exciting. Let's go with the NFC least first. Uh, I've stated my thoughts enough about my division. <laughs> Anyone got anything to add? It's awful. Don't watch <laughs> any of the games. But it's my awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible to think that you're in such a good position to take the division, yet it's such a mess. Yeah, yeah. I think between the two teams, I think they look like the more impressive team. But you're mm. so banged up. Like uh, there was one point in that Eagles game, there was a queue for the for the medical tent. Like yeah, it was literally boy. a queue of players waiting to go in and get medical attention. That's how banged up they are. <laughs> you don't like that. You don't like Eagles football. Like to be fair to Wentz, he's he's done a lot with a little, and I think he deserves some kind of credit there. Like that, I was saying to Tim earlier. If Carson Wentz throws for, I think it was 250 yards more, he'll be the first NFL receiver to have thrown for over 4,000 yards without a receiver over 500. (laughs) That's... 
Welcome to the Eagles. <laughs> how many how many different guys has he thrown to this year? That, it, that was a point where a receiver came on and I legitimately didn't know who it was. I got a pass off him. Uh, yeah, I'd be interested <laughs> to know how many different receivers he's actually thrown to this year. Well, I mean, we, we're about, we're going to get Deshaun Jackson back if you make the second round of playoffs. Because <laughs> you guys were like usually dipping into practice squad, weren't you? Yeah, Greg Ward came out of the practice squad. JJ Arthago Whiteside's our rookie. And then there's this guy I don't know the name of. <laughs> okay, but what what other divisions are up in the air? We've still got the NFC West between the Seahawks and the 49ers, which is bonkers that Just they are. One more thing about the NFC East before we change, right? After seeing Aaron Jones play in this game, since I've just been talking Packers and Vikings, how has Ezekiel Elliott made the Pro Bowl over him? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, when Aaron Jones has had by far the superior season, how the hell has Ezekiel Elliott made the Pro Bowl over him? Popularity. Because the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. No one actually watches the games who vote for the Pro Bowl. They it just, it just shows players. you how pointless the Pro Bowl is. Yep. Right, sorry, rant over. I just have to get that <laughs> off my chest because it really annoyed me. Like, and there's Craig's daily rant of the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, like I say, an NFC West between between the Seahawks and the uh, 49ers. I think that, that is crazy that, along with the Saints as well, there could be a, is it 12-4 and four team, 13-3 and three team? That will not have a bye <laughs> Can the Seahawks go eleven and five? Is that is that right? Am I? Am they're, I 11, they're eleven wrong? and four at the moment. Four at the minute. Okay. I think the and, with their and injuries. the 49ers need to lose for them to be the first seed. Oh, well. You've currently got Saints, Packers, and 49ers all sat at twelve and three. But, and I know I know we said they were doing divisions, but and I know this may be rich coming from a Patriots fan, but I will be. Fuming if uh, the Packers get the first round by. Nah, I like the Packers. I, I don't think they deserve it. The, you know Who's what? The, the worst twelve and three team, the Packers or the Patriots? Patriots. See, like you, when you when you look at the other two twelve and three <laughs> teams in that conference, and you look at the Niners and you look at the Saints, yet yeah, they've they've looked a lot more impressive and yeah. Yeah. a lot flashier. But at the same time, like. You've got to give credit where it's due. The Packers have they've always found a way, regardless of whether it was just scraping through on offense, whether it was the defense who stepped up like at the beginning of the season. They've cons- they've consistently found a way to win. And you know, you don't have to win pretty. A win is a win, even if it's an ugly win. And you know, I think especially with playoffs coming up, and you know, and, you know, as the same goes, defense wins championships, and the three of these teams all have quality defenses. And as the Packers showed against the Vikings, which up until now has been putting up big numbers. I mean, they weren't particularly great on the night. Thielen isn't right. Yeah, I think he was targeted four times and didn't even get one catch which is a big part of that offence and Cousins isn't great on a Monday night but you know all that aside like the, the Packers have come up against some decent teams this year and they've found a way to get it done and I think even though they've not been as flashy I don't think they're quite getting the respect that they deserve either so if if wait let me so if the Packers win and the Seahawks beat the 49ers Packers go number one seed yeah I mean, it could happen. Chaos is a ladder. That's interesting, that. 
I'm just saying I think that the 49ers and the Saints, I know you said, obviously, yeah, you've got to give respect where respect's due. But I don't know. I just think they're streets ahead. It's just one of those. But then I think the Chiefs are street ahead of the Patriots. So it's not always, not always fair. It's interesting how far above there are some teams, like the Ravens and kind of the Chiefs, but not since, not recently, are just streets above everyone in their conference. Then the 49ers, the Saints, they're just, and yeah, the Seahawks a little bit. They're just so much better than everyone else. The Rams and the Bears missing out though, and the the likes of the Eagles or the Cowboys going through. I think it's, you know, I know we spoke about it the other week, and yeah, I suppose you can only play who's in front of you, and the, yeah, you, you know, whoever wins that NFC East, you know, as deserves to go through because the top their division, regardless of what the record is, like it's it's sad when you've got a team like the Rams or even the you know the Bears might be seven and eight at the moment, but they have looked a lot better recently, and they are, in my opinion, a better side than I'd say the Eagles have been for the majority of the season. You know, as much as it might pain you to hear me say that, Adam. nonsense. Um, you know, so I'd you say, could have, I think, in the NFC, the playoff teams having let's have a look. 12 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins, and 8 wins. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it, it could still be the Cowboys. I don't know why I'm celebrating. <laughs> I think uh, the if the Saints become the third seed, they'll be the first 12 and th- uh, sorry, 12 and 4 team to have not got the bye since the Saints went 12 and 4 in 2012 and didn't get the uh, didn't get a bye. <laughs> If the if the Rams win this week, and if the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, the Rams won't qualify, but will have more wins than both the Eagles and the Cowboys. That, that's painful. Yeah. yeah, but who cares? <laughs> it's the battle of. Oh God, we're going to lose the Giants. It's going to happen. Uh, on to one of those teams to talk about the Seahawks. They picked up Beast Beast Mode. I, I love them. He's, he's legit one of my favorite, not just players, but just people in general. Like, even just like, not even football related. If you just watch some of the stuff that this guy, when he's like, when, when he's being recorded, he's one of the most genuine, down to earth, and just funny people. Like, he's just an all round great human being, I think. Like, I'm looking forward it, to seeing him play. It seems like it's not an act as well. That's just what he's like. Yeah. He's just different. <laughs> Didn't he light a joint off the Al Davis torch or something? Yep. I mean, even <laughs> when he was a kid, when he used to play football in the street and he used to like run into buses and all kinds, like where he was because he's from Compton, isn't he? And like it, he's, I, I can't remember what game it was, but someone on his own, he had a fight with a teammate because the, his teammate was having a fight with someone who was from his neighborhood in Compton when he was younger. And he's turned against his own teammate because he's fighting from someone who, from where he's from. Like that's the kind of the the guy he is, you know what I mean? Like he he sort of like to him football is just a game, and he's just he is who he is, and he does not apologetic for that. Like he's he's you know he's a funny guy, he's great to watch. And for people I'm, I'm looking to get into the NFL, Marshall Lynch is definitely something you should watch the highlights of. Just watch him saying TJ Hushman Yada. That have you seen that video? It's like when he was at the Bills, there's like three of them sitting on the sideline and they're all taking turns to try and pronounce TJ Husmanyada. And he's going, TJ, who's your mama? 
That's really funny. That um, the Skittles advert when he goes to Scotland. Scotland, yeah, yeah. That's it's it, he goes. It's like a um, like a Highland Games, and oh, it, it's so funny. Like he, he has no idea what's going on. Even when they were filming that, it, it's not part of the video. He was doing wheelies down the main street in Glasgow, and nearly got hit by a bus. But he just kept <laughs> doing it back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know what? Like, it, it, the first jersey I bought that wasn't a Ravens jersey was a Marshawn Lynch Raiders jersey. Like, that—that's—that's that's how I feel about him. Anyway, I'm—I'm I'm glad to see him back, and I'm hoping to see some more beast quakes come out of him. Yet, he's a starting running back after not playing this year. <laughs> I've, I know a lot of 49ers fans have been scared on Reddit though. So we'll move on to our question and mailbox. What have we got in there today, Craig? Postman Pats. Uh, so who, in your opinion, is the scariest team in the playoffs? Ravens. Considering that all four of our teams could potentially make it. I, was, I forgot to mention that. I thought of that today. <laughs> we could all be in the playoffs. Boys. That would be so yeah. good. The Eagles win, they make right. it, and like Tim, like I, I mean, I, I know they've let you down so many times, and you're feeling that 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 pain, and it's tough to believe. But I believe Tim. I believe I'm so I'm so invested and so like it's it, it's excited about the Raiders potentially making it. Like I'm, I'm it'll That's be, it'll why be I definitely hate be you, a Chris. game. Why? That's why I hate you. You're so enthusiastic about the Raiders. <laughs> you you had me convinced. I was like, Craig's right. We that <laughs> That's, why that. That's why I'm then a coach. That's why I'm a coach. Exactly. Oh, nailed it, mate. Then I actually looked at it in the cold light and day went, "Now nah, we've got no chance." But yeah, what, 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 coach. Is the, um, what, what is it that they need? They need to beat the Broncos. Right. So I've written this down. I worked it out. Went through all the strength of schedules. So I've got it right here. Right, we need to beat the Broncos in Denver. Houston needs to beat Tennessee. Baltimore needs to beat Pittsburgh. Indianapolis need to beat Jacksonville, and one of the following needs to happen. Uh, the Patriots need to beat the Mac, beat the Dolphins, so that's pretty easy. Uh, yeah, that's it, really. If that happens, we're in the playoffs. It's doable. It's, it's so doable. doable. The only tough one there is the Ravens because they're sitting a lot of the starters, but even then, I think RG3 is a chance. See, actually, and I would I think, disagree. I would say that Texans-Titans one's the one that would be yeah, the most difficult. so... The Texans-Titans game's a late game, and I think if one of the early games goes their way, the Texans win the division. So they might be resting the starters as well. So I don't know. It, it's doable. It's, you know, but as I say, I think I said before, I think all those things might happen. And this has happened before, that all the things go their way, and then the Raiders just don't do their bit and they lose. Yeah, Mile High is not the easiest place to go and play a game. Terry Carr can't play in the cold you, as well. You've so. got you've got Hunter back. I know. Not got Josh yeah. Jacobs. He's got a nasty rash, so he's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the thought. It's like, oh no, my skin. <laughs> oh my skin. Oh my skin. All these negative emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Now, but tell you what, if I'm ever needing some gene up Craig, I'm giving him a call. He's, he's got me. He's got me feeling positive. There's nothing worse than having oh, a coach man, in a team. I was, I was so pumped watching that Raiders game. 
That's the thing. I, I said, I think I said on last week's podcast, I am not watching the Raiders game. But with the chat, I actually ended up watching it all. I was like, Craig's right. We're actually, we could win this. <laughs> oh, I, I was backing you 100%, mate. I was so for it. <laughs> Um, should we at this point give a little shout out to the gentleman who won our fantasy football league? Yeah, well done. What was Thank his you. Name? Summer Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Summer Breeze went down, mate. Summer Breeze went down. Thanks to Makes me feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Joe. Thank you very tough, much. Tough well, you, you can thank Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he, uh, he's Christian the one who beat me in my other league. <laughs> you, you win Ooh. bragging rights this year. I do. That's one thing. I mean, I'm definitely not winning the old predictions. Where did, where did you finish, Adam? Uh, I I just missed the playoffs, I think. And you made playoffs, didn't you, Tim? I think I finished third. Ooh. Finishing on a win. Just want to shout think- out on my other league, I did make the championship. I'm not terrible. Great, <laughs> <laughs> where'd you championship in- I, I finished ninth. I'm not even, <laughs> I mean, to, my team, to be in my defence, my team was auto-drafted. I tried to play the waiver wire and all three of my other fantasy teams all made playoffs. It was just this one that wasn't particularly great and I tried to claw it back, but um, no, it didn't particularly go my way and I finished ninth. I didn't finish bottom. Number two pick, you know, but yeah, it is it is what it is. Definitely make it. And if anyone listening wants to join us next year, give us a shout. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to maybe having like a small buy-in or having a fun prize or a forfeit at the end. Definitely. So prediction-wise, we are going to be including the playoffs. Each of us will be entering a bracket. Uh where if your team goes out, you don't then get to change the team for the next week. Uh, you pick, stick by your guns, you get a, a point per win, and then if you get a 100% bracket, you get a bonus 10 points. But let's move straight into what are the scores going into this week. Okay, so last week, Adam was on a bye. He had zero. Uh, Joe had nine. Craig had a good week. He got two correct scores. He got 16. Uh, but I did really well. Three correct scores, and I got my bold prediction, 19 points. So that puts me in the front, 158 points. And then just behind me, Craig, 151. Adam, sorry, Joe next, 147. But he's on a bye week this week. And Adam on 146. So all to play for. I mean, I'd say you've got a healthy lead myself, Tim, to be honest. So but you, you, did that, you did have a blind and weak last week. I had my best week. But that's not the record week. So back in week eight, Cray, you got 21 points. Good Lord. I also hold the record for the lowest week, which was back in week 10. I scored two. <laughs> two. <laughs> I don't know what happened so, in week 10. Week 10, we all had a really shit week. The highest points in week 10 was six. Which was Adam. So, and the average uh, week is just under ten. So, Look, I don't know why well, I'm a winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about as consistent as the Texans at the moment. <laughs> okay, straight into what will be a, a big week for predictions: Steelers at Ravens, and it is being confirmed Raven. that the Ravens are sitting their starters. Even though they're resting their starters, Coach Craig convinced me Ravens by three. <laughs> 
Uh, I've also gone Ravens taking this one. I have a bit more faith in our backups, to be honest. There might be a little bit of bias on my side, but I've got Ravens by 13. I only do this because I need to beat Tim. <laughs> Steelers by three. <laughs> Jets at the Bills. Bills, again, sitting starters. Even then, they're still going to win. Bills by 10. I've got Bills by eight. Jets by seven. <laughs> Can I just say, whoever's jazzed up this spreadsheet, it looks really nice. I know. Oh, that's okay. I, I was I was bored when I thought we weren't in a call. But you actually were, and I was sitting here by myself. I really like it's all color coded. Though obviously you can't see it at home, like it's all color coded. Like it's 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 just it's beautiful to look at me. Great, you can't see it at home. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Again, for those who don't know, I'm colorblind, so like I can't. But I can sort of see the difference. Oh, the fun we have! Yeah. Falcons at Bucks. Bucks by seven. Uh, I've got Falcons by 10. And I'm going to agree with Tim for this one. Bucks by 14. I just want Shaq Lawson to break the uh, Warren Sapp franchise record. Uh, This game has been flexed as well to the 9 o'clock game with the Cowboys Redskins. Eagles at Giants. Eagles by 3. Uh, I've gone the other way. I think after Jones's performance last week, he's, he's changed my mind here, and I've gone Giants by ten. I don't bet on the Eagles. Giants by two. Saints at Panthers. I've got Saints by fourteen. Uh, I've gone Saints by twenty-four. I'm taking the Saints by twenty-one. Browns at Bengals. Uh, even though they're terrible, Browns by seven. Uh, I've gone Browns by ten. I got Browns by 14. Uh, Redskins at the Cowgirls. Cowboys by six. Uh, I've gone Cowboys by 10. I've gone Cowboys by 13. Packers at Lions. Lions getting worse by the week. Packers by 14. Packers by seven. Snap with him. Packers by 14. Ooh, this is a big one. Titans at Texans. I I think by the time they play, the Texans will be resting starters, so Titans by seven. Yeah, I've gone Titans by three. Yeah, if, Titans by six, I agree. Colts at Jags. I think this is going to be a close one. I've got the Colts by three. Yeah, I think it'll be close myself. I've gone Colts by four. Minshew Mania. Jags by seven. Chargers at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs much better. Chiefs by 10. Chiefs by 18. Chiefs by 20. The Bears at the Vikings. I think this will be close from Vikings by 3. I've gone the other way. I've gone Bears by 4. And I'm going to take the Vikings by 10. The Dolphins at the Patriots. I was tempted to go Dolphins by this one, yeah. But I've gone Pats by 10. I've also gone Pats by 10. Oh, yeah, take pass by seven. Raiders at the Broncos. I really thought about changing it after what Craig just said, but I'm going <laughs> Broncos by seven. Uh, I've gone Raiders by four. Got to believe. Raiders by ten. Car- Cardinals at Rams. Rams by ten. Uh, Rams by 14. I'm taking the Cardinals by seven in that one. 
And then finally, what will be a decisive game and a fantastic game, the 49ers at the Seahawks. Seahawks by eight. Uh, I've gone Seahawks by seven. I'm taking the 49ers by 14. I've done it partly just to spite that angry 49ers fan we had earlier in the season. Um, <laughs> partly just because I want to, I'm, I'm hoping deep down inside that, like I said earlier, Marshawn Lynch just runs, you know, scores a knife, another another beast quake. Okay, and then finally we do have our bold predictions to help boost our scores. I've got Marshawn Lynch scoring twice. Um, I've got the Saints to score five or more touchdowns. And I've got Derek Henry to score three touchdowns plus on his return from injury. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still really impressed with the spreadsheet. It's really nice. Like. It's <laughs> 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 my day job to do spreadsheets. So I, I can I actually like see the difference in the colours and stuff as well, which is nice. Like <laughs> I, I actually changed the, the purple for you I'm not even joking because I thought you well, might be able to see did I ever did I ever tell you the story about my first ever tackle playing football <laughs> no wrong okay. team yeah no no, it wasn't the wrong team no so like my first ever tackle playing football my first year as a rookie I get on the field I manage to get through the line I pursue the guy goes to cut I come in I make the tackle but the field that we're playing on Obviously, it's it's like a 4G pitch, so the pitch is green, but they had marked the field in red. Now, I'm red, green, colorblind, so I'm basically playing on a field where I can't see the sideline. <laughs> so I've hit, I've hit this lad near the sideline, but I don't know where the sideline is. So I've ended up just picking them up and running them basically into <laughs> our bench because I don't know where the sideline is. And a flag was thrown on me and I ended up with a 15-yard uh, unnecessary roughness penalty against me. Um, so, yeah, that, that was that was my first ever tackle playing football. Oh, my God. 15-yard penalty. And my head coach looking at me like, what, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I, I can't see, see the lines. You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to do? I wanted to make sure he was tackled. <laughs> that is that <laughs> that's pretty funny that's brutal were they aware a lot of your your colour blindness like no <laughs> especially not that early on no I was, I was I was a rookie so it was just another another helmet and a jersey everyone looks the same when you when you first when you get on the field <laughs> okay um, that is the end of our podcast uh, Joe social media king Yes, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TAFS underscore UK. And if you go onto Facebook, type in that American Football Show, you'll find us there. As I say, every week we like to stay interactive. Unfortunately, we were a bit quiet this week, but of course, with Christmas and all of that going on. uh, I did send out a Christmas message, though, which a lot of people seem to like. It was just a normal Christmas message, but everyone's just very happy and and giving on Christmas, so it was very nice. Uh, but we will get back to our polls and questions and Sunday football time tweets and whatever, so get involved and let us know your thoughts. Again, thank you always for listening. We really appreciate uh, every single one of you giving us a listen. Uh, that's it from us for this week. hope you have a lovely holiday season. If, if you're not back at work, I know a couple of us are still grinding away. But yeah, that's it from us and see you all next week. 
They're very enthusiastic. Just win, baby, from me. I was going to say, more enthusiastic than normal, Tim. <laughs> Just win, baby! <laughs> Woo! Raiders! <laughs>could be like a 1950s gangster that was deaf I think it sounds like a DJ <laughs> if I'm Jack <laughs> <laughs> who's that over there oh, it's if old Jack you see <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like one of those guys who like the boardwalk entertainers or something you know what I mean yeah come try our yes. new cotton candy it's made of real tears <laughs> Oh, Mama, it's Boardwalk Jack. Let's go and see Boardwalk Jack. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>